Did we get anywhere today, TK? Zero. Definitely Zero not. ground. No. We definitely I, covered I'm no less smarter ground. than I was coming into this, but I had a good time. I too feel more dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Daryl, to who's the amazing guest that we have today? We have an amazing guest, but amazing they're, guest. they're not joining till a little bit later in the show. We're going to try yeah. something new today. You got to hang tight. If you want to listen, you want to hear what's really interesting at the end of the show, you just got to keep watching and listening. You got to keep go. watching. But like in the meantime, while we have your attention, if we have your attention, you know, I'm not even joking, TK. There, there's been a few people like maybe one, who've said, you know what, guys, this show is great and more people should know about it. I don't know why four people only watch this show. And so thank you to uh, TK's family for putting that out there. But really, like, press that said, button. You're welcome. Like, we know somebody's watching. Like, just press it. Press yeah. the like. Press, press the, the like. Subscribe. And we have a, an enticing reason for you today to comment. Don't we, TK? Yeah. So December 1st, we are giving away, well, before December 1st, before we're giving December away a 1st. ticket to the Looney Hour live show at the Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto. The Hockey Hall of Fame. Much bigger show than this one. That's for damn sure. And Airfare uh, and hotel accommodations not included. <laughs> not included. And You know, but TK if you get here, I, we have got a ticket for you. TK and I will be there if that is not a deterrent for you. And uh, we'd love to spend the evening with you talking about real estate and meeting all kinds of cool people there. And so whoever makes the most interesting, witty, funny comment about real estate in the comment section below is going to win just, that ticket. Or just even tells us in the comment that they would be interested in going. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, you may be the only person in the contest. You might be. You might so literally, be. if you haven't commented but you'd like to come to the show, we got a free ticket. You can join Daryl and I. Literally, just any type of comment relating to that show whatsoever could mean that you won the ticket. So, um, but the funnier the better. Just so you know. That's right. We like to have fun here, TK. And speaking of fun, if you haven't checked me out at the Frankfurt Report on Twitter, it is a whole lot it's of a hoot. Fun. It's, it's a, a hoot. hoot. And you're doing a newsletter uh substack uh lately as well, too. As I've been yeah, noticing that. Yeah, that was kind of an an experiment that I that I've enjoyed. It's you know good. what? I've been reading them. They're good. Good Thanks. stuff. Well, I get railed on Twitter because I don't have enough characters to really make my point properly, right? Like there's a lot rattling up in this head. So Substack gives me yeah. an opportunity to actually get my point across without maybe uh stepping on my words too much. You're good. You're a good, um, you know, writer. I think I think you have like a style, and you got this personality, and it comes out in your writing, and you take it right. seriously, and you have little pictures and diagrams and references, and that's you know, way it's to a go. A lot of fun. So yeah, Keep come it up. come check that out. Thanks for your support, Mister TK. So let's talk about the market and what's going on from the boots on what the ground TK perspective. Everything's selling. This is a great market. It's fantastic. <laughs> great time to sell. Put put your house on the market. What are you waiting for? Yeah, go go go! <laughs> is the that now pumping? Like, here. What what like now? Like what is it? Like is that? Am I is like anti anti first time buyers now by saying that? Like at the end of the day, you know the market's still alive and still moving. You know, like 
if you're thinking about selling, get your house on the market. What, do, what are you waiting for? We've got like a record low uh, new listings coming on the market every month. You know, there's really not that many properties out there. Next year could be worse. Who knows? Even Stephen Polaz doesn't know. So how the heck am I supposed to know? So, but what are you busy doing right now? Are you like showing a lot of houses? Or are you like just making cold calls? Or, I can, like, I can, doing? I can honestly say like, maybe it's hard because this is always like the new benchmark, but I can honestly say that like I'm, I'm my man hours right now are busier than I've been or that I ever am at any point in the year. I'm just, I'm going out in the morning and I'm meeting people and I'm listing places and I'm showing houses and I'm putting together deals and yeah. uh, you know, I'm calling people and like all day long, every day. Like, and there's no days where I'm like, Oh my gosh, I haven't even been able to train as much jujitsu lately. Cause I've been so busy, which is a sign which that is I'm busy crazier. because yeah. I make time for jujitsu. Let me tell you. No, and every me day. too. Like I, yeah. I haven't made a video of my own for a long time. I haven't had a chance to edit stuff. I've been like meaning to get to forever. Like a lot of stuff has been on the back burner because Man, I used to be so chill for the last two years and it felt like nothing was happening. But like all that work I was doing below the surface is like, I'm Piling busier up, right? than all hell, man. And like, and, it's and like people are tired. People are tired of waiting. They don't want to just wait around anymore. Waiting sucks. Everybody wants to talk and and wait, I think. But everybody also wants to pounce. It's like really weird. Like, like, like let's. I don't know. There's a lot of weird stuff going on. I mean, I'm really aggressively trying to buy land right now. And it's a, I mean, you're working with me on some stuff. You see, it's like, yeah. what the hell's going on? You're like, you give a listing exactly what they're asking for, right? Mm -hmm. You you pre-negotiate with the agent and then you can't uh, even get a sign back. Every, every circumstance. Oh, but it's is not. But this is the thing. I'm working on a bunch of those where it's like, you tell me, what does the APS need to look like for me to actually get this thing? Okay, yeah. to put it in, it, I think we go in at 8 million and then yeah. we do it like this and they're willing to give you a VTB and blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, uh, like, did you hear anything back from them? <laughs> okay. Like, what's so, I, I, I gave I you exactly I what, what you, you asked said. for. Yeah. I, I, I'm working on this other one with an agent I've never even heard of before. And he's got this listing downtown. And I'm like, I want to make an offer. He's like, okay, I have seven other offers. I'm like, okay, well, like, do you want to, like, do you want to help me get the deal? Do you want to give me a little direction here? Like, do you even want an offer from me? Like, you can't even tell, right? And then you got other guys who are like, I'm getting a lot of pressure right now. Like, I really need that offer from you that you yeah. said you were going to give me, right? And it's like, I don't understand what's going on right now. Meanwhile, it's a mixed bag but prices aren't budging. Welcome to the Urban Toronto Pro Monthly Report. I'm economist Ash Nababi. In this month's report, developers proposed 11.23 million square feet of gross floor area in 26 new applications to the City of Toronto in September of 2022. This represents a 130% increase in gross floor area over the same period last year. Developers also proposed 13,000 new units, which is nearly twice as many as the average for this year, at 781 square feet of residential GFA per dwelling units this represents the third highest such proposal for the year. This increase in development applications was in stark contrast with other news about the fall in transactions and prices of new home sales in the Toronto area. For a complete breakdown of these numbers and figures, as well as up-to-date news about development applications in the GTA, visit urbantoronto.ca. Prices, mm -hmm. from what I'm seeing, aren't budging. Creativity, however, is skyrocketing through the, through roof. the roof, right? Yeah. Yep. Like, yeah, like even in the residential market, it's like 
you want a hundred percent VTB for zero percent for like a year to get you over the hump, just so I can have like my two point two million still that I was yeah. really banking on. Ag agents are doing something different right now too. I was thinking about it this week, right? So there's no secret that agents made more money last year than probably ever before. A lot of agents did, right? Yeah. And uh, so they're sitting on a little bit of extra cash. And their deal flow has definitely dropped because, you know, it's 40% less sales this year. And so it means in theory, the average person, average agent would be selling 40% less than they did last year. So, and of course it becomes a little bit more challenging to um, sell a property. So I've noticed that agents are now starting to market properties. They're putting out online ads. I'm seeing them on YouTube. I'm seeing them on social media, all that type of stuff. And they're really trying to, you know, get their clients properties in front of people, which is what they should have been doing the whole time. And then also their own personal services, they're advertising a lot more. They're spending more money. They're trying to get into the mix, right? They're trying to they're trying to stand out, right? So all this money, I know because I've been there before, is getting wasted. Because when you do marketing and you yeah. just start marketing and then you stop marketing, it yeah. absolutely does nothing whatsoever. Nothing, yeah. The only way marketing works is if you commit long-term to doing it consistently over and over again. And yeah. I learned those lessons. I would say, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And try it, try it, try it. Oh, it's not working. And then you go somewhere else, right? So the money will dry up. And uh, unfortunately, there'll, there'll be some advertising people will be pretty happy. But people are getting creative. They're doing, they're doing new things. Desperate times call for desperate measures. I have a buddy who owns a, an advertising agency and I'm like, what What are your clients saying right now? Like, is it slowing down? Like, are they nervous? Are they pulling back? Are they doubling down? Like, what's going on? He's like, I'm just not talking to them about anything. Like, I don't want to know. You know, if I, he he's just got blinders on and he, he, he doesn't want to bring up the subject. He's like, if they're going to spend, they're going to spend. If they're not going to spend, they're not going to spend. Yeah. And, and I was like, well, so what does the marketing agency do marketing wise in a, in a market like this? Right. Mm -hmm. and he's like, I don't do marketing at all. No, I'm just mm -hmm. kidding. He's like, yeah, you ramp up marketing, right? Mm -hmm. you ramp up marketing. Good, question. Good person to ask. But in a down market, like this is how you pick up market share. And this is where you start laying the groundwork for when yeah. things come back. Because if you like sit around waiting for the market to come back, It'll be back and you will have missed a whole bunch of opportunity and a whole bunch of income. And you'll be <clears> one of those guys sitting there going like, um, I was thinking about being a carpenter, right? Or I was you're, thinking you're about the being only a painter. one marketing right now in certain fields, or if you are stepping it up, you're the one that's standing out. And so when the time comes, you'll be top of mind. You'll be top of mind. And it yeah. just works this way, right? So, yeah. but it's interesting. I, it's an, actually an interesting point because you see people that do it in like a spurt because they're like, oh no, I don't know what to do. Things are drying up. I'm going to throw like a thousand bucks at it this month on, on Google ads and see what happens. And it's like, you get some traffic, but it's like a bunch of tire kickers and like nothing comes of it. And you go, hmm, things are going to shit right now. I could use that thousand bucks to like take mm -hmm. out a couple of clients or keep up the facade that I have going here. Right. Yeah. And then next I, thing you know, it's like the thousand bucks disappears. And if you had only done it for like two, three, four, six months, right. Boom. I've right? got, uh, I got a lot of VTBs as well. Since what you mentioned. Oh right? my so, God. <clears throat> VTBs are out there right now. Big time. Right. They're out there and they're being disguised as not VTBs and they're being called all kinds of things and look in, in I mean, they're all VTBs, but yeah. I saw, I saw a, uh, a condo where the 
they were offering to pay the first 12 months of your interest on your mortgage. And I was like, that's a VTB. And somebody was like, no, no they do it all the time. I'm like, okay, fine. It's not a VTB. Yeah. Like but it's a VTB. That, that would be, no, that would be like an Oklahoma offer. Technically they couldn't, they couldn't say that I'm going to give you back money on closing for the interest that you have to pay. They would just have to reduce the purchase price because it would affect the loan to value that the banks would be. Oh, they don't want to. Their whole thing is so they don't have to adjust the purchase price because that sets that becomes an Oklahoma cascade. offer. Well, that's what that's I don't issue. know what the fucking Oklahoma. So offer Oklahoma is. offer is me saying to you, all right, listen, Daryl, you know, I'm going to buy your property. OK, but you're going to charge me. 400,000, but really I'm only giving you 380 and you're going to kick me back 20 grand under the table to fix the damn parking lot. <laughs> you know, like that's, that's the Oklahoma offer. Right. And so the bank's like, yeah, TK bought a $400,000 property. Let's give him his, you know, 80% loan to value. No problem. But really I bought a $380,000 property. My loan to value was higher than what the bank was giving me financing for and therefore fraudulent. Right. Yeah. So, but either way, this is the, the creativity is out there. So people are going and they're saying, Hey, I want to make a deal happen and I'm flexible. Need I'm to. willing need to, to. I, I need to want to, I'm flexible, but usually VTBs are coming along, are coming from people who are like, I want more money than my place is worth. And I'll right. give you, I'll give you some fear. And I need to get this deal get done that for money. some yeah. reason, right? Like I yeah. got to get this done now, but I need to get it done at a certain price. So you can close in eight years. I'll give you a hundred percent VTB, but mm -hmm. like, I need a piece of paper that says your firm on this, on this property with this number. Yeah. Right. Because I, I bought something else and the bank needs this piece of paper for me. I sent you that listing this week on WhatsApp. Refresh my memory. Uh, the or house that has all the stuff in it. Oh, God. What the hell? Yeah. So without getting into too many details, um, Oy, it's a flip house. It's a house for somebody to come in and flip the house. The spread on this house is hundreds of thousands of dollars. But we got an anti-flipping tax. A flipping anti-flipping tax, Daryl. A flipping anti-flipper right? tax. We got, we got, you know, business income on any houses sold under 12 months, right? Mm. So of ownership. So mm. somebody's going to go in there and buy it, but that entire profit will be taxed as like income, no you capital gotta, gains. Or you got to no take more, no more 13 months, exemption. No? 12 and a half months. Well, what's the market going to be like then, right? So the, the sell it now, always... close. What the hell? Who cares? They, nobody knows. We're, we're trying to sell. That's my job. But the, what I'm saying is, there's much less people out there right now looking to flip. And now assignments are also sure. going to be covered underneath that as well, too. Yeah. How can you flip? Okay, let's get to that now. Let's talk about interest rates and pricing in the market. It's like, I don't understand what's going on. I mean, people, I guess, yeah, if you're buying with cash, and we've been saying this for months, it's like, fine, you're kind of leveling the playing field. But now where's all this cash coming from if you're able to buy something? Or you're looking at like, what, 5% interest rates now? What was that? A six. I had people here last night. We were talking with them, and he's like, "Oh, I locked in for five years." And I was like, "Oh, you're so lucky!" Like, when did you do it? He's like, "Oh no, I'm not so lucky." It was like at four point four five percent, and I was like, "Oh, like that kind of sounds good to me because I'm renewing in like thirteen months, and I don't know yeah. what the hell is gonna be right." Yeah. How many people are sitting here going like, "Fuck!" Like, I don't want to pay an extra two and a half points on this thing. It's a yeah. lot of money on a lot of like, especially in Toronto and Vancouver. I mean, where most people have like not most, but a ton of people have million plus dollar mortgages. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Right. I'm at, like, imagine the guy that's carrying average a... mortgage in Toronto is six hundred and thirty thousand. Look, so it, that means it, there's people who are less and there's people who are more. If it's if it's people are a lot more. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of three million dollar houses in this city, and yeah. I, I mean, are they all paying cash for them? Like no, no, a lot of them have of good income, right? The biggest mortgage I did in twenty twenty one was two million. Yeah, two million. Listen, yeah. you buy a three million dollar house with a million bucks cash. I mean, your ratios are good if you got he good had, income. He had right? incredible income, and and I think his interest rate was like one point something. So he's yeah. like, and he's a smart guy, and he was like, I would be stupid not to mortgage this and use that money for other things until it comes up for renewal. Hopefully, the hopefully the income wasn't from like the crypto market. Like, imagine. No, no, no. No, but imagine these guys who made money in crypto and like took some out, bought a house, took a big mortgage and had all this crypto money. And now they have like, not like dinner. gone. <laughs> They're like craft dinner and they can't sell yeah. their house and they're fucking crypto. Remember the guy we, we had a guy on the show. We had that guy. guy. Yeah. Remember the crypto lenders? Oh yeah. I wonder yeah. how they're doing you were right now. The heck out of that guy. I got to watch like, that listen, again. Man. I was like, I don't. I wouldn't do Crypto this. Loans. And he's like, no, it's legit. It's fine. It's totally fine. But but like it if was fine. all those crypto assets that they had for like collateral dropped 70%. Or 95. I can't remember what their loan about. I think it was like 50 or something like that. But it was it uh, didn't cover that loss. No. So they would have asked cover. people to top up. And if the guy was like, Well, I don't have any more. Fuck you. I yeah, had to sell it to make those house. payments to you. Yeah. Yeah, or not, yeah, or not even. Like, just right. fuck you. Where like where are you, crypto? company where are you going to come after everybody that <laughs> yeah i mean they're they're lenders i mean they're all they got mortgages they're going to come back after them for sure oh, or they're all of... holding right now they're all going oh, shit. what do i do how do we what pump do do? this thing up again like what how do we do, we do? Let's, let's all make at least, youtube channels let's 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 uh contact um what's that name that from arc uh the arc uh investing kathy, yeah kathy uh wood yeah let's get her to do another interview with somebody saying how bullish she is on the market She's... She's getting fucking hammered also. Right? She's a yeah. disaster. She was a hero. Now she's a disaster. But everything's yeah. a disaster. Look at Facebook. Holy Jesus Christ. But yeah. anyways, listen, and all that still hasn't affected the real estate market. Like it's starting, going to start to. Right? We've flattened. Like, we flattened right now. There's no downward pressure on a lot of different areas. Ooh, right. we have flattened. Okay, so that brings yeah. us to another topic. We kind of bounced over the interest rate thing, but that's okay. Yeah. Like we're just, it just depends on inventory levels. So if you're in an area that has you know a lot of inventory, then the buyers will come in and they'll say, "I want to pay less than the last guy." We just bought a condo this week for forty five thousand dollars less than the last guy. Is that we said? Yeah, forty five thousand dollars less than the identical unit, seven floors down, uh, three weeks ago. Where's this? What's this? It's like a downtown location. So. Well, there's $45,000 locations less. downtown. It's downtown. Good Central location. West. Good location. Yes, yeah. Okay. Location. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. And so 45,000. How many beds? Uh, one bed. One bedroom, 45,000 less, seven floors down. How much after? Three weeks. Three weeks, 45 grand. That's not good. On yeah. how much? What was the price? I think it was just a good deal. Oh, let's not mm. get into too many specifics, but I think not it was just a, we, we picked up a good deal and that was the main thing. Good deal. Um, why? Why? Why were the sellers needing to? Because it was a tenanted sell? property. How, that's the answer. Because it's yeah, a so tenanted. it didn't show that's very well. We... There's there was a lease in place. You know, oh, we, you know, we've oh. got to like buy the property and then you know take the risk on that. But, but why did the sellers leave. want to sell anyways? If it's a tenanted <clears throat> property, why are those sellers? You know, I I never believe anybody if they tell me. Like yeah, if listen. the listing agent says, "Look, we're selling." 
because we think this was just such a fantastic investment and we want to pass it on to another lucky buyer so yeah. that they can enjoy this investment just as much as we have. They have another investment that they want to put the cash into right now. <laughs> right? And, yeah, they got a uh, fantastic opportunity. This one's amazing, but they've this, got an even better one. They've made and their they've money got to here. Release this 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 money yeah. for that. To, That's what know, I deal with every day. It's like why is the other developers selling that that site? Oh, you know, they have another site that's much better sites they want to put just, the money into. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Not it's that the, the answer. comments from the city told them that they were crazy and that the site's never going to work out the way they hoped. No, but no or that the, the lender that. said, uh, or the lenders all said, uh, sorry, bud, <laughs> not months, happening. Three yeah. months to sell this property. Yeah. Otherwise, good, we're, good luck we're making back. these numbers work at 12% interest, right? Exactly. And yeah. floating against prime too. Oi, what a disaster. No. It's really crazy. It's like really hard. I've never offered anybody asking before and like not got a sign back. Yeah. And this well, is I think there's just a lot of time. different takes on the market right now. And so yeah. it's important. So this is what is important for real estate agents to understand when they're talking to their clients, right? Because we don't know what the outcome is out there. We don't know what we don't know what next year is going to bring. You know, if certain things happen, you know, it could go one way. If certain other things happen, it could go another way, right? But seemed like we all did for a while, at least in the in the in front of the cameras, everybody seemed to think it was only going to go one way. On their on their tweets, yeah. The clients have to be focused on some goal that they have in order for them to push through the fear of buying and selling in this market, right? They got to have some sort of goal. Like if you're buying, it's because right. you are you don't want to live in your parents' basement anymore. And rent is twenty five hundred dollars a month, and you're buying a place because you've been saving, and it's going to cost you twenty two hundred dollars a month, and it'll be your own place. Like that's got to be the motivation. If you're buying because, like, I have buyers right now who are just like, I'm going to buy, you know, when I can get a significant discount on the price. But it's like, it's relative, right? So it's it's always like, yeah, I'm always like, okay, well, significant discount compared to what? Like to a few months ago, like, and then yeah, I, and then I get them that price, and then they're like. 20% lower. And it's like, that's never going to go. It's just never, ever, ever going to be the number it's you not want today. Just not, exactly. Like, but when it does, wait, when it yeah. does get to that point, that still won't be enough for you. Yeah. Where are interest right? rates then? Like who's right. got all this fucking right? cash? Like, is there really that many people? Like it, does everybody that, that tweets and says a comment somewhere that's like, I can't wait for the market to crash. This is going to be the best. I'm waiting here with all my cash on the sideline and eating my popcorn. And here we go, baby. Like, this is the best. Yeah. Like, yeah. do they all really have cash? that are No, they're, they're delusional. They think the bank is going to give them a mortgage just like it did before. Yeah, They're delusional. Yeah. Majority of them. Majority of them. They, they think that they have access to capital, not I've got cash sitting idly. Are they even older than 12 years old, TK? Do we know? Does it I think matter? Some of them, I think there's a few good, you know, commenters who, who are definitely proven that they are, you know, our elders. But either that, way, that, I digress. That, that is true. So, so okay, back to interest rates and investing okay. in real estate and Ooh, like multi multifamily. Let's talk about multifamily. Fine. Let's talk about multifamily. But let's do like cap rates in general all across the board. Um, Getting... And We've like, talked about it and I sellers. want to put up a, a chart when I edit this, but like sellers are getting killed right now. I, I saw, I got a building at uh, Spadina in college. I was looking at triple a location offered at like a, you know, 4.4 cap, like, you know, like actual cap, you know, maintenance, repairs, uh, management, vacancies, everything factored in. And it's just sitting there. Right. Yeah, at 4. I'm 4. seeing 4. a lot of those, but, and, but, but GICs. Yeah. 
we'll get you a better cap and you don't have to deal with any of that shit that's associated with but you don't get appreciation but no not even just that there's 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 forced appreciation not market appreciation but the forced appreciation of a strategy and going in and cleaning up the 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 units getting tenants out raising the rents all that stuff based on the cap has to be that but it has to be like nothing's moving i got one going on next week and it's unpriced because at the end of the day what is the what is the cap rate in that area and that's what we're going to find out because it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be a challenge Right. I just did the NOI yesterday and it's a nice, it's a 110,000 NOI because there's vacant units. So if you get market rents on all those places, it's decent. I'm looking at like commercial stuff, industrial stuff with like yeah. six and a half caps with, with room to grow. Yeah. And exactly. it, it just makes me wonder things. Yeah. I why? think you, I think you, I think why? we're at a six cap for most locations across the GTA to really like, move it if you want to sell your property and there's still people asking like three caps and i just don't think that less, that's gonna fly. less yeah lots yeah. of people are like I, i'm looking at the most beautiful building right now like i love it i would want to own this thing for the rest of my life like beautiful downtown ish location like close to transit and in such immaculate shape the rents are from the 1970s okay and the they're, and they're selling it at a two cap. <laughs> well, you know what? Considering that maybe this a three is all cap, about, depending on your math. Considering this is math. all about investment properties, why don't we have a word from our sponsor, Landlord? This episode is brought to you by Landlord. This landlord software is a game changer. You upload your properties, right? You upload all the information, income, expenses, timelines, mortgage details, everything that you need to have so that you keep track of everything in your portfolio. And as you go through real-time adjustments in, you know, rent increases and uh, water bills and, and tax bills and everything else, they're going to actually give you recommendations on how to make your portfolio more efficient. And it just breaks everything down for me in a way that I've never seen before. Like Excel spreadsheets just don't cut it. I don't think there's a better program or app out there for investors and it's free. Please click the link below for your free trial offer. All right, Daryl, that's enough about cap rates. What what do you think about prices? Have you uh, seen prices? Like you, we talked about your neighbor. We can talk about it. Yeah, we can talk about my neighbor. Yeah, listen, there's lots of uh, there's lots of weird things going on with prices. I mean, from a land standpoint, I don't see anybody moving. I mean, I'm sure there's some people moving, but not the deals that I'm looking at. I don't see anybody really moving, but I see some good deals, actually. But uh, by the time you start getting down to terms and everything, it's like nothing's happening. Um, but in the residential market, I mean, we're definitely seeing a nice softening in prices. There's no doubt, but I, I imagine some pockets are better than others. Like me, we talked about it. Well, we kind of touched on it a couple of weeks ago, but like out of circumstance, I believe because she was an older lady whose husband just died. And I know the agent that sold the property. She used to work for me in the furniture store, uh, years ago. And She's a fairly new agent, and I believe a culmination of things where the idea or the strategy was like, just put it up and get rid of it and let's go Mm -hmm. uh, quickly because I need the money to put mom in a home or something. But I mean, that's basically what happened. Uh, They destroyed the value of my property like instantly. 
and they underpriced it by by a long shot. I mean, this thing went on the market. It, it was like exclusive or like coming soon for like a week, dum, dum, and then dum. yeah, and then boom. And when I heard what it was on the market for, I was like, oh no, I need to go over there. I need to talk to them. I need to explain to them why they're being stupid, right? And the next day it was sold, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, wow. like that is so annoying because. The pocket we live in, like not much comes up for sale at all, right? So like it could be usually one sale is not enough to be like dictating the market. Yeah, I keep telling myself that it's not it's not enough to 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 be like that one sale makes it all makes it all. But there are definitely people. I'm talking to some of them. I mean, I meet people and like they're motivated. You know, like they're gonna sell. And you know, if you've got a if you've got a property that needs a lot of renovations, not not a good time to sell. If you, if you think the property, market still going on down, a bi- though, busy street, right, or some other type of like stigma, right, not a good time to sell, and and you're going to end up selling it for a lot less, a lot a lot lower than what the mean average price decline was in the area, just because it's got that extra level to it that people are like, ah, I don't really want that, but if I get it for a really good deal, I will. Ugh. Those are the ones that uh, are, are really thing, taking a hit. It's hard to gauge this because it's like it's a better piece of land because it's backing on to like a forest and a ravine it's really beautiful it's a little bit bigger than my property but like they haven't touched the thing since it was built inside right so i mean ours is a little nicer on the inside and our outside's pretty nice um yeah but i i i don't know where my value is but all i know is that they went like hundreds of thousands of dollars lower than what i paid right which is really fucking annoying because now I got to wait for the next sale to kind of reset the market. And depending on when that is, it could be worse. Mm. Right. So it's just like, I, you know, you feel like uh, you, you don't have the same options you had before when things were even just going normal, forget about the last couple of years of like fake inflated craziness, but like just even a normal, like we're, we're definitely under a low, a normal market here in the GTA, aren't we? Under like sales, like like, uh, activity, like activity and like uh, sentiment, like it's not good, right? Big time. There's way less, there's way less buyers and sellers. So that's why the market still has that balance. And it's actually a seller's market by, by all accounts right across across Canada. And like, there's like a very few areas that are like, not considered. Yeah, and that's why market. I'm like, why the hell did you price it where you did? I mean, mm. like, you, why didn't you put it on the market at the price it should be and wait two weeks for like a good offer? Yeah, everyone's everyone's got their own motivation. You never really know uh, what happened. Let's let's talk about motivation. Let's talk about our good friend of the show, Doug Ford. Good friend. He's coming right. on the show, everybody. Just stay tuned. Just watch every episode from now on. His until... new verified account on Twitter. Did you yeah. see all that thing? I was I was paying attention to it very quickly, but um, we're gonna have that green... Doug Ford on the show. The green... <laughs> yeah, that's what we're gonna get. The green belt, the green belt, yeah, and the yellow belt, both under attack simultaneously. So, ba- so based on my conversations with you and your conversations with people who know and and what I've read is the whole missing middle yellow belt situation is a is a go, and that they've got. The oh, necessary go, framework yeah. to be able to have three units per property in the municipalities across Ontario. Yeah, and not even three per property. I mean, you could put three in the house and maybe, maybe later on, maybe later on, you could add that garden, garden suite. suite. 
We're well, I should talk about house. my garden suite, but we'll talk about it after. I spoke um, to somebody about your garden suite, by the way. Oh, good. And um, we'll talk about it. Let's talk about the green belt first. Green belt. The green belt. Okay, so they're going to do a study. Rug pull. They're going to pay for somebody to conduct a study to see what the impacts of the green belt uh, changes would be. So they're 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 it's a net gain of of uh, protected lands. We're going to add to the green belt in areas that no one cares about while simultaneously taking away parts that people do. Areas that people care about, right? Yeah. We're, we're yeah. going we're gonna to put those gonna build back there. into stock. Because, yeah, people need to build there. And, and who cares about greenbelt lands that are off limits and full of trees and creeks and wildlife? Like, who really cares that those would be turned into, you know, more favorable development areas. Well, little little Jimmy and Susan who are, you know, 22 like years old getting married and they want to buy their own, you know, their own home one day. Right. They need more they, housing. They need those pieces of property to come on online. They don't need like other ones that are already available and able to be developed. It's those particular that's a, ones. That's Greenbelt talk, Daryl. No, that's but it's like those particular of... ones that need of course, to be. Of course. Right. Yeah. But and I green, don't know the, why, but the green like, belters are saying, hey, why don't we just make more density in the areas we can already build? That's transit oriented communities, all those type of things, right? It's like green. Is it is it green versus yellow? No, because they're both under attack simultaneously. Is it green yeah. and yellow versus who? Who? Who actually wants all of this density? Is it just all the do the people want it? Do the developers want it? Do the the the, the government's officials was that English? Do the government officials want it so that they can continue their immigration? Um, what do we want to call this immigration thing? Like, it's like a fire hose. Mm. It's the immigration tirade. tirade. No, it's not a tirade. It's like a it's like a fire hydrant opening up. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like crazy. So so. I know a lot of people that are super bearish that are unbelievably bullish right now. Because, only because of the immigration policy. And not even the new one. Like the last one, like from a year ago where they said 430 a year. We're really going to push the envelope, right? Yeah. Now they're like 500. Um, no brainer. Hello? No yeah. brainer. I, I just, um, I don't know how my, what my stance is. Like, I'm not going to say like, hey, we should open up the green belt or we shouldn't. But I definitely feel like there's a lot of places out there that can be built on that won't harm the ecosystems nearby. Right? They're, they're selling stuff in Georgetown for eleven yeah. fifty a foot, okay, in a okay. condo. So what happens in this new green belt that comes up uh, uh, available that isn't already owned by monster-sized developers? They're going to do it for less. The price? Than... No, exactly. They're going to... Attainable housing. This They're is price, the the, it's going to drive the cost of land down. Mm. It's not going to drive the cost of construction down. That's fixed. It's going to drive the cost of land down because everyone's going to look at it and they're going to say, is how do owned. I... Yeah, exactly. And what did those guys buy it for? Right. Exactly. But the market value as the end product is okay. where it is. It doesn't sure. go down. They don't exactly. go. Hey, I know we bought this land for nothing, and we just got this great but that, deal but the, from the is government. Is the market up or down right now, Daryl? Yeah, but those things aren't going for sale anytime soon. 
But when they do go for sale, they'll be able to sell them for the right price so that it market. is in line with the market. market. And then when I bought that house in North Pickering five years ago, yeah. right? And now I got a new house that's my neighbor's, you know, that my developer neighbor has built. That's the same as mine, but better and newer for yeah. cheaper. Yeah. Which one of the buyers is going to pay? Yeah, but that's a temporary thing. Like it only can last well, if so build, long. If right? they build enough of them, this is what happened in the '90s. This is exactly what happened: is all these areas, Vaughan, Richmond Hill, Durham, whatever, they just started building more houses that were newer. And you're, you're looking at your neighbors, and you're going, "What the heck is going on over there? They're selling that for three hundred thousand dollars. I paid four hundred and fifty thousand dollars two years ago, and that one's brand new. Yeah. And that was that was the issue. That's why it took twelve years for prices to come back because." The construction that did happen to add stock for for you know population growth and everything like that was coming on at dirt cheap prices, right? And yeah, there was so a lot of development in the nineties at that time. In order, but in order for all that new stuff to come in at like somewhat affordable levels, which mm -hmm. they will come out at market price, whatever market price is. Absolutely. That means market price has to become affordable for those to be affordable. And the whole idea is that we need affordable housing. Like we need it now. We need people because no one can afford housing. So we need things that make affordable housing come on the market, not things that make more housing able to come on the market for a few guys that will not give you a discount under any circumstance unless market right but the so, market will allow for it and so but that's when you, bad that's so bad look but at the, the market. reason the reason i well it's bad for everybody who currently owns a home i agree it's fucking bad <laughs> <laughs> but the, the the main point is though is that it's possible because when the guys who are building these condos awesome. and guys like yourself you're buying land deals at prices that are basing on the current cost of construction and the current market rates and if it goes down on those in it or up and whichever way, you know, is bad for you, the project doesn't work anymore. And that's why we had these, you know, projects getting canceled and, and so forth and so forth. But for these type of developers who already own that land and they literally paid nothing for that land compared to what it's worth, they will launch it because the government said you have to have your plans in place in the next 12 months. And I think it was like a two or three year time, whatever it was that there's a short timeline to produce mm -hmm. this housing mm -hmm. stock. And they're going to say, Guys, it may not be the best time, but let's launch it and let's get it all sold. What price do we need to put it on at? Because we can afford to do this number. And I'm telling oh, you. Oh, yeah, that's how it works. It's, okay, it's TK. Create yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Why not? That's how it works. Because, what? first of all, the city can't get anything turned around in 12 months. So it won't even be the developer. The developer it's the regions. Have, the, barely, none of this is in Toronto. They won't do any of it, please. They're not going to get nothing through in 12 months, especially then on top Application of it. Application stage. You have to do so much work to that land before you're willing to sell anything. And like, it's so far down the road. And guess what? If a developer thinks that by holding on and not launching for another year, they're going to make another X amount of dollars per square foot and they fucking zero, like no mortgage on the land for 30 years and no cost to the land and a better opportunity in a year, unless they're forced, 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 but they're not going to really force them. There may them. never be another opportunity where that land is, is um, the, the Greenbelt designation is lifted. It may never happen again. But on those pieces might of be land- a once in a ownership opportunity you're so naive bro like that they're not Why? reverting that back uh, excuse me like uh sir uh you know listen the people that got that thing reversed they're powerful people i mean that wasn't just 
uh, yeah, let's just uh, there is a good spot. No, like certain people own the land and they they want hundred percent zone. Then they figured yes. out a way to rezone it. And guess what? Nobody's gonna go, um, sir. Uh, it's taken a little longer than expected. Um, we we're gonna have to take away your permits. Good luck with that one. But the I'm, fact I'm is that saying. they're getting permits and they got to go through with it. So maybe it takes a little bit longer. Gonna but take the, way but longer. you're not hanging on to it for another 20 years. No, the market if will be own that roaring. Land, It'll be rip roaring again by the time they're going to take all that money. Market. They're going to buy other pieces of land and do the same thing in 30 years with some other politician. I'm telling you. Okay. Yeah. I, I hope <laughs> you're right. I hope you're right. I mean, we need affordable housing. Listen, downward if pressure it made, on prices. If it made sense for me to go out to God knows where and buy a parcel of land and put a whole bunch of trailer size units on it because they would sell like hotcakes, like mm-hmm. I would do it. But the, the the reality is, is that the place that you could do that where it makes economic sense, nobody fucking wants to live there. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it takes forever to get anywhere where you can actually like make some money or have an internet connection or something. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're going out on a serious bloody limb to do it too. Right. And you're building like a subdivision on well and well natural gas. Uh, I got I got 14 lots for sale right now in one of those areas. And yeah, it's not going, it's not going so well. You can buy land like for nothing right now, because who the hell wants it? You can, you, like, unless you know something. Right. Unless you know something. And you see even from your, your bit in the industry. I mean, a lot of the properties that are fucking great. Oh, it's like you check who owns them. And it's like, wow, that was How'd they know already, right? Mm-hmm. I guess I'm late to the party, but like the party just started. So, how, how do you, how do you, how do you do this? But anyways, well, we're going on. We're going we're way going off. Circles. We're, we're going, going in circles. way off. No, but it's not a circle. It's like it's, it's the, it doesn't fix the the thing it's supposed to fix. It does. So, something. what's our opinion? What's our opinion then? What's our opinion? More subdivisions coming in the greenbelt. So like, what? So that's we, all. More sales so centers. This this additional whatever inventory this this uh these policies change yellow Who's belt building and it? green belt okay whatever Who's... those whatever whatever inventory those bring won't be enough to satisfy the demand from the immigration or there will close. be en- enough or it'll be an oversupply. No. Okay. You can't. So you can't have an enough. oversupply. So we have Listen, too many we people. Have... We need too many too... houses. We can't build fast enough. There's no chance. There's not enough labor. Like we have 232 cranes right now down from 252. And I believe me, like you don't feel like there's all kinds of extra labor out there because we have 232 now instead of 252 cranes in the air. And that's Mm -hmm. just cranes. Like what about all the subdivisions and all the townhouses that are being built in like Coburg and Port Perry and like God knows where Mount Albert and like Georgetown and Georgina and all these places like Like we're you're gonna ramp up immigration with people that can't build stuff. Maybe some of them can, but like they're gonna need houses, and we're already short, and inventory levels are super low. So, mm. what happens with prices? What if I wanted to know? Like, if I wanted to know in my own neighborhood, like what type of projects are being applied for? Is there a service that I can get that would help me? Urban Toronto Pro would help you with that for mm. sure. And they got those reports, right? They got those reports, right? Why don't we hear a little bit from them? Boom. We're on the roll today. Yeah. Where are we? Where are what we? was we on your near checklist? Near the end of the show. That was Wait, good. Is there, is there any more of your checklist? Well, uh, I I, I kind of have a little bit of a, a beef with the solution to things right now being, you know, we have to kill the job market. 
this seems a little backwards to me. And I, I could be wrong. I mean, I understand how people's wages going up can create increases in the cost of everything and how that would have a push on inflation. But like people having good jobs and the ability to pay for stuff seems like, like a good thing to me, like seems like a target for a society. But it, it seems to me that they're the, the answer to the, the, the inflation problem is destroying all of these jobs, which I mean, the job market is a farce because I know I personally know a lot of people that like either are working a three hour day from home mm -hmm. or they're working like multiple jobs for multiple employers that neither knows about the other or they have a YouTube channel or some Shopify store and they have a full time job. And like who's reporting all this income and who's saying that they're they're actually working if or maybe people are collecting unemployment while they have some job online in Guatemala or India or who knows what the fuck people are doing right now but you, you get my point right it's like I had a roofing company here and I guarantee you like we talked about it last week those guys are not like employed Canadian citizens they're just not not at least according to the government but they're in Canada and they're making money and they have money to spend on shit. Right. So your so your point is that there's more income being generated out there than the government knows about. And so even For, though the employment environment right now is is good, it's tight. even, be it's it's even better. better. It's even better. It's even better than they than they're reporting. Right. And people so are doing okay. People are doing okay and they have extra money. Not everybody. Some people are getting killed. Like, I mean, if you're somebody who's not paying attention to things around you and you work what? in a furniture store, like what you industry? probably... So furniture store, I talked to my furniture client uh, this yeah, week. He said dead. things were definitely different. Oh, yeah. I talked Furniture's to... Dead. Um, There's also um, like, how about tech? Tech is getting a fucking beating right now. They're all draw like chopping people like left, right, and center. Tech like, has taken a beating right now too, right? Yeah. Like oh, yeah. double-digit percent uh, job uh, uh, shrinkage. Uh, construction industry. I've talked to multiple contractors slowing, who have all said the exact, exact same thing to me. Slowing, but they've but, all said the. Yeah, and, and and I mean, I mean that has interesting implications too that I don't know that we mm -hmm. want to get into right now. But I mean, all of a sudden there's going to be a lot of extra labor lying around as all of these jobs slow, unless something spurs on like some quicker growth, like maybe this build. Uh, more houses faster thing if this actually does spur some opportunities maybe some labor just gets redirected and you don't really see a lull but like if you're mm -hmm. if you're in my perspective right now you're seeing like land sales aren't happening and land deals are taking longer to, to put together and prices don't make any sense and like applications that are being put in are so crazy like they're mm -hmm. going for such crazy densities and crazy buildings. And most of them, there's no history of a sale going through. So a lot of them are like, listen, we're going to go for this. And if we get this, you're going to make that. And I'm going to you know, pay to see if we can get it. And we'll see what happens. Right. And they're yeah. putting in these crazy applications that, you know, if maybe they get a, a fraction of it, the deal will make some sense. Right. But they're shooting mm -hmm. for the moon. Or it's shooting for Mars and landing on the moon. Or I don't know what we say these days. But so yeah. do you think it's gonna be hard for me to find people to build my garden suite? Um, well, you may depending on when, I mean you may 
enter that little gully when all of this like high rise labor that's slowing down, which it doesn't seem to be slowing down anytime soon, but like it will. You you definitely hear from every general contractor that like the pipeline is shrinking and that like they need condo, stuff condo, lined up. Condo uh, high rise construction companies will ha will have the same issue in the next oh, three yeah. years. There's gonna be a gap, right? Yeah, there's gonna, there's be, a gonna be a gap where like mm -hmm. something new has to come online for them to do, and there'll be even a bigger gap, like because like That's realtors will it. be joining the market. All this labor will be listen. The reality is 70,000 realtors in Ontario, like, come on, some of those guys are like giving up right now, right? A lot of them are giving up right not, now. Not giving up. They're they're doing other things. They they made a lot of money last year and they're some like, of them you made know what? nothing. We I'm saw, we saw. Um, Scrinko put up something that said like 53% of the agents didn't even do a sale last year. Okay. But what I'm saying is that the ones who did are all sitting around, you know, living, living large, enjoying themselves, you know, mm -hmm. doing their hobbies. And, um, yeah, they're thinking, they're thinking about the business in, in 1989, there was 28,000 realtors in 1995, there was 14,000. Don't quote me on that, but <laughs> you get the point it, it, it cut in half. Right. So that, that's, but that's what I see part but of the I, process. So, but we see, so we'll, we'll probably see like construction workers needing to find more work and a lot of people needing uh, renovations done. And so what you'll see is a lot of people will start getting into the renovation game and they'll say, Hey, like you're in construction. Do you do this? And they'll be like, Oh fuck. Yeah, I do that. Like I'm about to lose my job right now. And like, Hey, mm -hmm. Manny. And can, uh, can I work with during, can I work at evenings and weekends? Like, is it okay? Like yeah, I can be there Thursday care? night. Like what, well, how late can I work? Will you pay cash? We can, you got to pay cash. Yeah. You got to pay cash. And I got cash. a couple of guys that are going to help me out and it's going to be beautiful. We're, we're going to all be rich. It's going to yeah. be beautiful. I'm not a, do I don't have a job. license, but I can do electrical. I'm not licensed, but I know, I know, I know how to do guy. it. My I uncle. Guy. But this is what's happening. So, so, so I don't know what happens with the labor and, and the labor pool, but I imagine that there's going to be um, a lot of people that are trying to figure out where their next dollar is coming from in a few months from now. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's already a lot of people already thinking about it. Like if you work in a furniture store right now, like you're doing a lot of this all day, like, you know, anybody here that I can help. Right. Yeah. Right. And then you help somebody and you're like, oh, like I got the wrong people. These guys are just kicking tires. Right. I, yeah, I yeah, need yeah. that lead over there. Like they those guys look like they're thinking buyers. about buying a house. I don't even own something yet. Jeez. But then on, on the on the inverse side, like we saw a launch this week at Young and Shepherd that was bananas mm. you're right? telling me so, about that yeah so it's just it's so hard to kind of figure out what's going on but like the overall sentiment is definitely slower right and things are definitely at least in the construction side i mean it makes sense nobody did anything for so long right now nobody mm -hmm. wants to buy anything and nobody even launched anything for so long so like if there isn't a gap something has to fill the gap Right. But then you start thinking like all this other autonomy is coming on. There's going to be warehouse workers looking for work and there's going to be like all kinds of people driving. So we might be able work. to meet that, that labor shortage. Right. We might be able to have those. Yeah. But you're talking built, about, yeah. With people right? that are, you've used listed to a lot of things to contradicting, right? Like we don't have enough labor to yeah, build but, all these suites because the immigrants are coming and we don't have enough. You need a realtor. We're never going to keep up. But you need a realtor like willing to work for chance. 15 bucks an hour to swing a hammer. To, we talk, well, you know what? That's not going to happen, Maybe, no. but there's a lot of people coming to the country who are going to want to, right? There's a lot of younger generations that are going to start to, you know, right. smarten up a little bit and they're going to say, yeah. Hey, my friend or my uncle or my older brother is making six figures working that job as a fill in the blank tradesman. 
Right? So it's a, it, that's why it's so tough right now, because there's a lot of upward pressure and a lot of downward pressure and a lot mm -hmm. of like weird shit coming down the pipe that like nobody knows what effect it will have. But like it has to have an effect, right? It Anything is possible. To. Anything is possible. You got you got you got China melting down, UK melting down. You got everybody thinks Canada's melting down and uh, uh, Australia and you got all kinds of I mean, hello, Ukraine and Russia like. Like there's so much stuff going on that like the implications are so big and they're not felt yet because they just get papered over and like hidden in the background. But like at some point, these interest rates, 400 bips in the last like how many months we're going to start feeling them like people are still getting mortgages even at like four something percent today. Right. High fours. I think people probably still have. Uh, rate, uh, rate holds maybe yeah yeah maybe. that's what i'm yeah. yeah i mean not too many but like yeah. the market has to have already made some kind of adjustment or we're in for a real shock on prices because interest rates aren't dropping soon like they may hold now for a while yeah. right but i mean best case scenario they is they stop raise? going up well yeah. who thinks they're not going to raise in december yeah i don't, I don't know anybody i haven't called i haven't given my prediction yet but i'm going to give my prediction right now do it i'm going to give my prediction right do now. it Oh, Mr. Miyagi. No increase to the interest rates in December. You're such an <laughs> asshole. Woo! I'm saying, and you know what I'm saying? When was the last time that the Bank of Canada has raised interest rates in December? I don't know if that's a, f a fact or just something that somebody's said numerous times lately. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I've heard know that either. they never I, that's do. a question. I hear that they never do. It was a question. But uh, I got a feeling that uh, this, this that be won't the time? be the case. Yeah. yeah. I got a feeling that like, like, what do you, don't you feel like things are kind of like bubbling up a little bit again? Like, it's like, mm, yeah, like it's starting to like but, but if I say that, then now I'm a pumper. So I'm just telling everybody that well, things listen. are flat. I feel are, are, are like, okay, I feel and you can go check out my sub stack to see what I really feel. But like, yeah. I feel like that was feel. premature 50 mm -hmm. bips 50. And, and that they signaled something to the market or to people in the market that wanted to receive that signal that signal. the pivot is here. Pivot. No, pivot is here. And I think people got loose again and people started getting nutty again and people pivot. started thinking, hey. This is the opportunity because the next one is going to be 25 bips and then they're going to hold and like, this is the floor, baby. This is the floor. This is it. The terminal we, rate. The infamous. In, I think rate. that this is a trap and I don't it's think that we've felt any pain yet. Like I think. So some... what do you mean by a trap? Like a trap as in it's a trap because the rate hikes that they've already done. We haven't are, felt them. We have, have not been realized yet. No. Or, or is it a trap because you think that they'll continue to put pressure on rates later on? Or other, I think that they're still going to government they, policies, restrictive no, think, government policies. Well, I don't know. Like, I think that they're going to keep raising rates, but I also see all of these policies that the government's like throwing money into the economy. They've done enough. They've done enough. Rates just the way they are right now, just the way they are right now is already killing people. Uh, consumer Some debt people, is up higher, but not spending enough people. Is, spending is down. That's but there's the a thing. ton of people who haven't renewed yet. So stop. Let, you know, December, no more rate hike next year. Let's just see how this all unfolds to yeah. see what the outcomes will be. Okay. Yeah. And but that, I that, bet that. you, I bet you there'll be a lot of people 
who are spending less money and inflation will come down just based on the increase the in, increase to the interest rates that they've already made. Well, and you see that the trend yeah. is already down. Month after month, the trend is down. Like inflation is not going up more each month. It's it's still yeah. up, but it's coming down month after month, right? It's like from 7.3 to 6.9 or 6.7 or whatever the fuck, 6.1. I don't even know where it's the hell we're right at direction. Well, I mean, it is for now, but what happens... Like, I don't know. I went out the other night and the place was slamming and I go to the malls and the you places go to good are places. slamming. You go to good places. I don't. Like I was at Joey's at Yorkdale Mall and like after That's a the good mall place. was closed. But That's it's a like good a place. Thursday. It's like a normal, like, no, but I've know. taken pictures in Joey's before when I was like, this place is dead. Like there's nobody yeah. upstairs. Right. And yeah. so we should so, go for lunch again, though. Yeah, we should. That'd be nice. Yeah. yeah but okay. but you know what? We didn't get to one question and it's super okay. important. We're going to have to get to it at another, at another point, but it's like, let's do it now. Are we in a recession? Were mm-hmm. we in a recession? Are we going into a recession? Because like I felt months ago that we were in a recession. It mm-hmm. felt like we were in a recession, that things were slowing, stopped and were no good and sentiment was shit. Mm-hmm. And now I'm kind of feeling like, hold on a sec. People are like really bullish and people are like really around me. Like people are really wanting to buy stuff. They may not be doing it, but they're like getting ready like crazy. Like everybody's just ramping up and everybody's just, there's so much stuff going on. And it's like, I see this launch and I'm like, oh, now like the market also kind of feels better about things. Cause like mm-hmm. a few weeks ago before the 50 bips, if it was 75 bips or if it was like a few weeks ago, I think it would not have had the same traction. Yeah. So as, as someone who has not lived through many recessions, okay, that's, that's what I can tell you. The, the ones that I've been through that I, that I, that I remember, and at least can, can give you some insight on, I think we're really acute, right? It was like, it was short lived, you know, there was only so many quarters, right. That were, that were, uh, you know, contracting, but I think this one's going to be a lot longer. I think that this one is going to take a lot longer for us to really start like ramping up uh, spending again and start to see people because of the inflation factor. It's not just it's not just the government saying because of inflation, we're going to raise rates and we're going to try to slow everyone down. Like that's part of it. We have to actually understand the impact on the individuals. There's people who are going to be building up more debt. There's going to be people who are going to be struggling. There's going to be people who are not having profitable businesses. There's going to be so many other little areas of the economy that get affected because of inflation, job wage increases, job losses, all that. That hurts businesses um, and individuals. And then that will take a lot longer for us to be able to get through. Like potentially it could be like a decade long, um, you know, non-recession, we'll call it. So, but if if people like me and i i haven't had a gic in 30 years my grandpa my grandpa bought me one but when when people like me and there's a serious discussion around like maybe i should park my money in a gic for 6 months or a year mm-hmm. that money like it's what what's it doing instead of like investing in a business or instead of like investing in a real estate property or like, I don't know, it's just sitting there, I guess, whoever you put the GIC, they're not really supposed to do much with that money. Are they, are they supposed to invest it? Well, it's, I think it's government backed, right? So yeah, I mean, they're putting the money into things that the government do. Right. Like it's like crazy. <laughs> Clearly, neither one of us have bought a GIC, right? right. It, but it's crazy. Right. But it's like, yeah. well, hold on. It's like beating out real estate right now. So why the hell wouldn't I just do that? Cause real, I know real estate will come back at some point, but that's crazy that I'm even thinking that 
Yeah, but who's really okay with that? You know, like who's really okay with four I've and a half, five percent? People know? that just people who are smart think and, it's and, the time yet. It's yeah. not time yet because yeah, there's some smart. Look, when when four, five, six percent rates actually hit the economy, like they mm-hmm. overshot. Like they, before, rates are even felt. Like the the inflation was coming down. And then at some point, you know, supply chains do come back online and maybe we do see things were a little bit more transitory than 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 we thought like a year ago. Right. Maybe they're just still filtering through transitory is a loose word. Right. I mean, it could be a month. It could be five years of transitory behavior. But the point is, is like it's not normal. It's not like it's in there's something else behind it. Right. And it will like disappear at some point. Right. And I don't know, maybe we're seeing that. Maybe we're not. There's so many questions. That's why like it used to be like fairly easier. Like there just weren't so many things coming from so many places. So it, it felt a lot more comfortable. Now it like feels like a big fucking craps game. Yeah. Well, right. You've heard you're it here. Crazy. You're you've crazy. You've heard it here first, folks. Only if you listen to this before you listening. listen to other stuff. Like, comment, and subscribe. Hit us up in the comments for the Looney Hour December 1st live show. We got an extra yeah. ticket. Please join us and uh, let us know that you're interested. But, Daryl, I think now today, we have our guest coming to join us. The Thank guest you for staying around here. for the guest. Any moment. Any, Any moment. moment. But I have to go. <laughs> right. Now um, the games really begin, TK. Exactly. Thanks. The after always, show. Always, the a, after always show. a pleasure to discuss topics that you and I are well, well versed in. Did we get anywhere today, TK? Zero. Definitely Zero not. ground. No, we definitely I, covered no less. smarter ground. than I was coming into this, but I had a good time. I too feel more dumb. <laughs>